Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, say, see. If you're an American and you're professing to be a Christian, well, of course, as American citizens, what we want is accountable leadership. Engaged in the political process. Honest. You, my friend, are part of the problem and not the solution. Compassion. The church needs to rise. Rise. The Monica Matthews, Monica Show. Matthews Show. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. How many of you feel like your liberties are literally being flushed down the toilet along with your quality of life? And most certainly, a hard heart is forming around the area of love it makes you wonder who will be left standing after all of this I keep hearing reports about it's just only going to escalate with violence disruptions dismantling uh, corruption uh, unveiled from now through November in the meantime we have governors and others you know screeching again about COVID-19 uptaking cases you got to wonder how many of these folks are out in the streets together sweating on top of each other protesting screaming how many of you and your immune systems could use a break right what causes the uptick tests probably are you freaked out about it I'm not are you wearing a mask if you don't you realize that you are quickly public enemy number one I do not wear a mask unless I absolutely have to go into an establishment and they require it then and only then do I succumb to the hysteria around this quote pandemic it's astonishing to me that the science of a fifth grader is not substantive enough for grown men and women haven't we learned by now that well anyway there are interested interested parties um, in fabricating things of a viral nature. Speaking of viral nature, wow. So I am uh, watching someone get a beat down on Twitter with a board by other humans, black humans, a mob of black humans acting like animals. Black Lives Matter protesters. I mean, who even calls them protesters at this point? This isn't a protest. This is, in fact, a revolution. Following someone on Twitter called Connor Martin, um, there's a thread. This was posted one day ago on Twitter. So one day ago, which was yesterday, uh, Connor says yesterday, so this was Saturday, while praying for peace and unity in our city and the protection of the St. Louis statue, Black Lives Matter protesters started to harass, berate, and assault the Catholics that were peacefully praying. We did nothing in retaliation. There's a video of them, the mob, chasing a white kid, a man, pounding on him, punching in the face, the gut, the back, 
the kidneys, ultimately taking a board to his face. Connor goes on to say, we allow them to spit on us, call us names, put their fingers in our faces, push us, and antagonize, but we did not retaliate. We continued to pray. We continued to peacefully pray. Again, these guys are now, the next screenshot is of a video of them being chased with one white person still being chased away from the statue that he was praying around. Excuse me. At that moment, Connor goes on to tweet, at that moment, someone in the crowd poured an unidentified liquid on the older man pictured below protecting his head and was then attacked by a violent individual also pictured below attacking the elderly man. The elderly man is wearing a green t-shirt and jeans. He's white. He uses a cane that ultimately succumbed to the animals who were beating on him. Connor goes on to say, we got the elderly man out of there and I was about to leave to retrieve my lunch as a friend of mine had just come over to tell me my food had arrived. The mob then approached him. They asked if he was with me and when he said yes, they began to berate him. There's another video of people being chased Uh, Women are chasing, men are chasing, all of the black persuasion. Connor says they took his walking stick from him, and when he didn't react, they knocked his hat off of his head, called him a skinhead, and attacked him. At this point, I intervened to pull the attacker off of my friend, and I was attacked by the mob and the attacker. Connor goes on to say, I will be pressing charges against the attackers. If you can identify anyone in these videos or pictures, please let me know. This cannot stand. The police were called six times by others on the sidelines and never showed up. Connor goes on to say, the righteous must defend themselves as this, as it appears, the government no longer is. I hope at real Donald Trump, at Governor Parson, at Hawley, at Roy Blunt, at Dr. Sam Page, at Lyda Cruson, and all other public officials address this as if this problem isn't corrected, it will only get worse. Connor ends with, please continue to pray for peace as we go through this frightening time in our nation's history. And he quotes the scripture Matthew 5 and 10, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's Matthew 5, 10. I don't know about you, but I am extremely grieved. My head is on a swivel. I am suspect of nearly every person I see, regardless of color of skin or ethnicity, particularly people in masks, because I've had countless moments with people and their, their glare, their summons for other people to have me removed from something. 
I've witnessed their fear, their terror, their dread, their accusation, their hatred. And so I don't know about you, but, but this right here does not give me hope because when your police department is called six times and they don't show up, you have to start asking yourself, what are you going to do when this is you? What are you going to do when it's your mother or father getting out of the car with you to go into a restaurant? And you are suddenly surrounded by a mob who are there to beat the living hell out of your loved one. I'm not asking you this to scare you. I'm asking you this because it is time for you to consider that it could be you. And it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. Do you understand that? It doesn't matter if you're one of the morons who has a Black Lives Matter sign in your front lawn and you live in a wealthy neighborhood. If they come for your house, they will burn the Black Lives Matter sign with your house. Do you understand? There is a rabidity and a demonic oppression that is occurring that most people cannot see. They, they will not, they refuse to admit that that is fundamentally what is occurring in this country right now. Ephesians 6 and 12, I cannot stress that enough. So while we are praying, if you're going to show up as a patriot and a Christian, if you're going to show up to stand in defense and in honor of our history, whether it be a statue, a church building, whatever it is that sets them off, a school, you know, a wealthy neighborhood, you better show up with, in addition to your prayer and your summoning of angels who I do believe war on our behalf, you better show up prepared to defend your life and those around you. Please stop showing up not understanding with whom it is you are tangling. You have to understand the psyche of these people. They are not human at this point when it comes to beating the hell out of an 80-something-year-old man with a cane. That is not to be confused for you Brene Brown lovers. That is not to be confused with an effort on my part to dehumanize people. That's already been done in the eye of the beholder of the person wearing the Black Lives Matter t-shirt with a two by four in their hand, beating the living hell out of an 80 year old white man with a cane who had zero defense, who was there doing exactly what all of us have the liberty to do peacefully. And he was there praying. Now, can you imagine if this had been a Muslim man? Can you imagine? We would shut down the care, would C-A-I-R, 
would shut down the Council of American uh, and, and Islamic Relations, right? Keith Ellison's uh, brain trust and pocketbook. But can you imagine if, if that were anyone else other than Christians and white Christians on top of that? This is a war. This is, in fact, a, a, an ethnic war. This is an ethnic cleansing that is happening in the country on behalf of people who are disenfranchised in their own minds. When they look in the mirror, there's not an identity. There's not hope. There's not joy. There's certainly not peace. And there's definitely not righteousness and order and justice. I don't want to hear one more person I respect who came up during the King era who defends these animals. I don't want to hear it again. I call things exactly as they are, which is exactly why I am no longer on the terrestrial radio station I was on for four years and I called this from day one that this was coming. This was the Python. This was the Leviathan. And now it's here. I encourage you to please not capitulate. Please do not succumb. Open your eyes and see what's happening. Stand against this type of racial rhetoric against whites against all things order, begged you as the church particularly to do so. And people thought I and others were just hotheads, just race baiters, just bloviating, right? But here we are. And if you don't believe me, just turn on the news. Turn on the news. If they'll actually show you what's occurring. So there's a gentleman police officer in Alabama who has been fired because there was a picture on my city's news station who actually helped throw endanger my life, by the way. Um, Channel 2 Action News, WSB TV, right? And if you don't know that story, then you'll just have to read about it in the AJC because it's there. So Channel 2 Action News not exactly known to those of us who appreciate the full truth and nothing but the truth when it comes to actual journalism, shows a picture of a black gentleman without a shirt on, leaning up against a car with with what appears to be a semi-automatic rifle, okay? And he is holding court, basically, standing guard at the burned-down Wendy's where Rayshard Brooks died, where he took it upon himself to run from police, I'm sorry, drive drunk, fall asleep in the drive-thru while he was on parole for beating the hell out of his kids, fall asleep, tangle with the police, steal the police officer's taser, tase the police officer in the face, run away from him. Subsequently, he's taken down. But now he's like Atlanta's number one black hero. I would, I'm waiting for the bust of Rayshard Brooks to sit side by side of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. because that's just how far we've fallen in my city. Actually, rather, that's just how far we've never gotten up. 
most people in my city still live in the ashes of the Civil War. Don't believe me? Come here and see it for yourself. This officer in Alabama is white who catches wind of WSB television's photo of this guy who ultimately is brandishing weapons, which is exactly how it was reported by Channel 2. This guy is brandishing weapons. He looks badass. Not someone I'd necessarily want to meet up with in the day or night or ever for any reason. Not to mention he has a semi-automatic rifle and I probably wouldn't have mine on me when I went to the Wendy's drive-thru. So they are literally terrorizing white residents in this particular area. They've now been dismantled, but they were allowed to carry on for a number of days where the most of us were like contacting the governor's office, contacting law enforcement. Why are these guys allowed to, you know, hold up this University Avenue area? Only blacks are allowed. This is ridiculous. Finally, they're dismantled. There's a white cop in Alabama who posts the picture of this guy, but he posts the picture from Channel 2 Action News with a crosshairs shot in in like a line of sight to a sniper fire, right? Through a scope. And he's like, everything you hear in, you know, war movies, breathe, exhale, <laughs> gently squeeze the trigger, right? He puts this on his Facebook page. And he is now no longer a police officer in Alabama after being a police officer for four years. I want to ask you something. I know many of you in law enforcement listening are probably thinking, huh, well, probably not the smartest thing he could have done considering the climate in the country. You know, it, it, was it necessary for him to do that? No, but I, I want you to consider something. Um, I, I didn't happen to think that his Facebook message was wrong. If police were actually allowed to do their job, if people were taken down, if, if, if someone who was terrorizing innocent people in the hood or, or in the rich area of town or wherever, brandishing what appeared to be an AR-15, notice I didn't call it an assault weapon because any weapon with a bullet in it, a knife, a slingshot, I mean, for God's sakes, David took Goliath down with a slingshot that's an assault weapon right so I'm not hung up on those phrases like the left is and that's ultimately how they want to take your guns so for all of you for red flag laws here's your chance to know exactly why the rest of us told you to shove it this right here what's happening in the country the only people left with weapons will be guys like the guy leaning up against his car brandishing weapons terrorizing innocent citizens of Atlanta so I actually, I don't, I'm not offended by the picture of this police officer. And if the dude was white and a skinhead and with swastikas and shirtless and hanging out there terrorizing people with a, with a, a semi-automatic rifle and, and that same shot came up and, and he sh shared that same exact thing with take the guy down through crosshairs, I'm down with that too. At some point, the adults are going to have to stand up in the room who actually abide by the law. That's going to have to happen. And I don't know what it's going to take for that to happen. I think there are people who are legitimately hoping that we will end up spilling blood in our streets. And there are many of you who do not live in an urban area 
So this doesn't really affect you other than what you see on television. You just kind of casually shake your head and you think the rest of us are kind of, you know, making a mountain out of a molehill. Speaking of mountains, I live in Georgia, right? Stone Mountain, the, the, the greatest known, um, I would call it an effigy, the, the greatest known carving in the country, aside from Mount Rushmore, would be, you know, Stone Mountain, Georgia, Sons of the Confederate, you know, uh, your, your Confederate uh, memorialized, your Confederacy memorialized on the face of the mountain. Stacey Abrams said that she, that was her mantra for championing on why she would become the next governor of Georgia, because she was going to deface Stone Mountain by God if they had to sandblast that sucker off. No more with the Confederacy, right? So you're erasing history. We, 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 they're marching around Stone Mountain again to sandblast it, to get rid of it. There's a whole family history behind Stone Mountain, by the way. Hopefully, the laws on the books will preclude uh, and prohibit um, any sandblasting that might try to take place due to people cowering to the Black Lives Matter demonology 101, which is exactly what this is. So when you see what's happening, Joe Biden has been out of the spotlight for over 80 days now. You have not seen him on, you, you've not seen him live on anything. Um, he's not held a, he's not had a live town hall. You got to wonder if he's off to the cottage cheese and applesauce, you know, at three o'clock nap time, uh, you know, uh, diaper changes. I mean, to me, it's disgusting what his family is allowing him to go through. I, I'm, but it should, it should mortify you. It, it, it should spell to you that if they will treat one of their own with such disregard and, and, and have him hang out there as the Manchurian candidate, you got to know you mean nothing to liberals. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I know that sounds really harsh for some of you. It's a really hard pill to swallow, but you're going to have to get wise about what is going on around you in order to take your peace, get your head out of the sand, take your peace, storm heaven with prayers, fasting if you need to, we've certainly done it in my home, arm yourselves with what you need to protect your family. There, there's a picture viral now of a man and woman who uh, were guarding their, uh, their home uh, that was in a gated community. Um, I'm trying to remember the, the the state, the city and the state, but it's it's viral. Uh, so for those of you who think that you're safe behind your gates, you're wrong. Uh, this mob had gotten through the gate and uh, was marching down this uh, this neighborhood. And he and his wife, he's outside with what appears to be an AR-15. His wife has a handgun and they're standing in their driveway. And he's like, get the F on, basically. Like, keep walking or get the hell out. But don't even think about stopping here at our house. And they didn't. <laughs> so, you know, force is met with force at times. Now, I know there are some of you who feel like, well, you should be de-escalating. When you see the images that I'm seeing, th there's no amount of de-escalation. They're throwing piss on people. Do you understand? They're spitting in people's faces. They are slapping people with two by fours. 
These are people praying in the name of Jesus to the mother Mary, peacefully praying, not anything provocative whatsoever. And they're white. So I'm just waiting for the moment that all of these clandestine little militia groups that we all hear about when someone sends the call. I don't know who that will be, but when someone gives the greenie that those kooks are going to come out of the mountains and out of the bunkers and out of the dirt roads and wherever they are, wherever they're hidden all around this country. And believe me, it's not just the South. But I believe that if this is not handled and handled with our current laws on the books and justice and order, you're going to, in fact, see the civil war that so many of you have been saying is coming and it's going to be organized and it's not going to be pretty and you're not going to want to be within 30 miles of a major metropolitan area. So, or at least, or 50 miles. So I'm asking you to prepare your hearts and your minds for what's coming. You know, uh, along this same vein, there's, there's a young lady that I follow on Twitter. She follows me as well. She's a very, very smart lady. Happens to be a black woman. And she says, systemic racism does, quote, not exist. Black America suffers from systemic toxic matriarchy. What do you think about that? You do realize that the people behind the entire Black Lives Matter movement, which has essentially been in effect for the past five years, you, you do realize that there are three women leading this charge, right? And their, quote, manifesto is what I call it, their mission statement on their homepage of blacklivesmatter.com will tell you exactly what their purpose is. They're trained, self-professed Marxists, and they are here to dismantle men and every single thing this country was founded upon. It really is that simple. When you talk about matriarchy, you know, many times we talk about fatherlessness, fatherlessness. But when you talk about matriarchy, we talk about the comfort of a woman. I cannot tell you how many times I've spent time in, with some of my black friends and their families, neighborhoods. I witnessed it in my husband, my late husband's family. And the way they would talk to their little boys and the way they would boss their girl, little girls around to be the mama of the household that it's well known that it's a cultural thing where the, the little girls coming up end up, you know, essentially taking the place of, of mama depends. It depends on your socioeconomic status as well. But generally speaking, the, the younger girl uh, for, and the oldest girl of, of siblings will ultimately take that space that the boys are either heralded as, uh, especially in single mother families and, and white mothers are notorious for this as well of, of making, you know, their, their little boys are their prince, right? Almost like a husband, it's like a wackadoo relationship. It's just completely out of order and inordinate. 
And in many of you who are little boys and products of a single mother household know exactly what I'm talking about. And it sends shockwaves of confusion because men are already in, in, inherently wired by God to be protectors and providers. And, and that's how you're wired, right? So add a mommy dearest on top of the equation who, uh, you know, asserts that, yes, that is exactly who you should be and will be. Okay. So whenever it comes to, um, the matriarchy in, in the family, right? I remember my, my late husband telling me, well, well, black women, we were fighting. We we're having a really bad fight about things that we just kept fighting about because I was raised in a very strong patriarchal household by a Greek father with a German mother who, you know, she could certainly throw her weight around, but for the most part, she was a uh, homemaker, you know, a, a lovely woman, still is, lovely woman, um, re, you know, loved her man and respected him and took care of the home and didn't really complain about much. She was cared for. And so she didn't really pound a whole lot of sand. And that's how I was raised. She took care of my dad. So, but my mother was also a comforter. My mother had maternal characteristics that my father simply could not offer me because he's not maternal. He's paternal, right? Now he could wipe my boo-boos away, pat me on the butt, tell me to stand back up, get back up on the horse again. But, or he could pat me on the butt with his belt and tell me not to do that again, whichever the case may be for that given day. But when you're referring to matriarchal witchcraft and matriarchal control, it's especially dangerous because it is completely out of God's order. And when you see men cowering to bully women in the name of politics or equality or, you know, all our social injustice, all these things that your daughters hear about and your men, your boys succumb to in this day and age, when, when many times in the black family dynamic with a single mother who's just, you know, hard pressed for affection, for money, for resources, for whatever, um, the little boy will many times be pretty much berated by the family. And notice I didn't say every time. So don't send me your hate mail over this. I have witnessed it on more than one occasion, including with my neighbors of the past in my own family, my own black family dynamic. So it's merely an observation and it is destructive. So also when you have men outside of the household um, and girls are brought up without the male figure, as we know, you're headed for destruction. But back to my fight with my husband. So at the time we were newly married, we were fighting big time. And he says to me, the women are the backbone of the black family. I'll never forget it. And I was like, well, then you married the wrong woman because I've never been tasked to be, and neither was my mother, to be the backbone of our family. My father was the backbone of our family. My, my mother was the comforting arms of our family. My mother was also the homemaker of our family, the visionary of our family. She was the supporter of my father and our family and, and goals. 
she was the the peacemaker, the peacekeeper sometimes as well in our family, but she was never constructed to be the backbone of the family. So I couldn't relate to that at all. But that is exactly the order of many households, not just black households. But to Mrs. Naya's point, the woman I'm referring to on Twitter, when she says black America suffers from systemic toxic matriarchy, it is female idolatry at its absolute pinnacle. And it is here to destroy everything in its path that will not bow down to it. So I want to encourage you to continue to stand your ground as a man. So in other news, something else to consider. I don't know if this is true. If you're from Tennessee, maybe you can let me know. I've tried to find anything that um, says to the contrary, but everything I'm finding says it's true. The Tennessee students will be required to get flu shots uh, COVID-19 vaccine when it um, becomes available. And I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, I, for one, will not subject myself or my family uh, to that. Uh, I didn't subject my daughter to the Gardasil shot, and I'm really glad I didn't. And it took me nearly going to jail over it because her pediatrician demanded that I give her the shot. Thankfully, we were able to stand on our First Amendment right and, um, you know, champion our spiritual beliefs, which was kind of half true. I mean, I'm really not that person um, because I, I don't believe that God and science are necessarily, you know, at odds with each other. So I, I just, you know, I think science is really cool. And I think God continues to reveal himself through science for healing, not to just manage illness or not to fundamentally make us sick so we become dependent upon government. <laughs> So that's something to consider. Where are you? Are you planning to homeschool this year? I know different counties in my state are deciding whether or not to reopen at all. Some are. Some are going uh, on odd, even days. Some parents are really, you know, uh, perplexed about what to do. So what are you doing? What are you doing uh, with your kids? What have you decided to do? Homeschool? Got to tell you, with the new anti-teacher kid, how not to be a racist uh, curriculum busting out in our schools here locally, um, what do you do with that? You going to abdicate that too to the school, or are you going to teach them that in the eyes of God, everyone is equal, and that should be the end of the story? I mean, it could be the end of the story. So you got decisions to make. I'm curious, monicamatthews.com. What are your decisions you're going to make? So in, in, in final, in my final thoughts today, this just came down. Justice John Roberts has added again, the Supreme Court found that the Louisiana abortion law that was recent, recently passed was unconstitutional based on Supreme Court precedent in a 2016 Texas case where similar admitting privileges uh, abortion law was struck down. The court found that the Texas law placed an undue burden on patients' rights to an abortion as half the state's abortion clinics closed. So for those of you not familiar, um, there's a case brought to the Supreme Court. Uh, Louisiana attempted to say uh, through their Unsafe Abortion Act that it would require admitting privileges at a hospital no further than 30 miles from location where the abortion is uh, performed. So they're so they're trying to, you know, uh, uh, 
um, de-incentivize, if you will, uh, folks going for abortions, make it a little bit harder for them to, you know, rather than the Burger King approach that America takes with regard to drive-through suction tubes with life, right? I know that's so gross and it's so raw, but it's just so factual. Like, it's just so true. Um, so folks were trying to make it more difficult to, you know, they make it all the way up to the Supreme Court. Now, Justice John Roberts today uh, decided he was the swing vote to uh, to strike that law down in Louisiana. Some people are like, what the hell is going on with Justice Roberts? Others are opining that he is taking it upon himself to show the Trump administration that uh, the Supreme Court is a standalone entity and it can essentially do what it wants to do, will not be swayed by politics. Um, I'm not so sure that that's the way to go about it, particularly whenever it comes to, you know, issues of, of life and basically all issues that come across the desk of the Supreme Court of the United States. So you got to know that even the Supreme Court is not immune to being politicized, right? As we, as we firmly know, I mean, it's the whole reason each administration salivates at the opportunity to, to put a, a justice in place. And I think, you know, some feel like it's a smackdown against the Trump administration, uh, to say, and to Republicans alike who are, you know, cheering in the streets that we have the courts. Well, the last laugh has been on us for the past couple of rulings. Um, you know, it kind of makes you wonder where exactly do we go from here? And that's a really good question. And I'm going to leave you with that for the evening. (laughs) Um, hard times. I'm just not going to be that commentator that's, that's going to, you know, rah, rah, um, not every day. Uh, some days we're going to have to take a really bitter, jagged little pill. Some days called reality. Um, with just complete disclosure of how I think and what I see and lastly what I feel uh, in my spirit about what's going on. So I want to encourage you though to continue to pray for protection over your heart, your mind, your body, your life, your children, your grandchildren, um, your country, your leaders, your homes, your cities, counties, states, very important to do so. I I hope you will join me in continuing to pray that the enemy's plans are confused, that the enemy's communication is confused, that there is a breakdown of the ability to execute plans long in place, long put in place before now, that those plans will fall apart at the seams and our enemies will be scattered. All right. Keep your head up, kids. Love you. Talk to you tomorrow. You can follow me on Twitter at Monica on your talk, Monty Matthews on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, and many other download mediums. You can also sign up for my newsletters at monicamatthews.com. Yes, I was hacked um, through the portal that sends out emails. So I want to apologize to any of you if you received anything that was a vile This person was upset with me about what went down in my city over, you know, a favored newscaster who happens to be black and called me a white, bigoted, racist, basically. Um, 
and got away with it too. So yes, um, that person decided to come to my site and figure out a way to get in. It's now been remedied. No one has access to your emails. If you receive anything from me that, um, that would indicate or give you suspicion that it's come from my site, but from the wrong person, do me a favor, cancel your subscription to my site and then sign back up because the, the proper chance, the proper measures have been taken for that not to happen to you again. It will require you to authenticate your, uh, email account this time. Um, and which is part of the problem when you don't authenticate things. I know it's a pain in the butt. I apologize ahead of time for the time it's going to take you. you just, all you got to do is go back over to your email and click opt in and you're in, but it's just a simple security measure on my part to keep you protected and my account. All right. So forgive me for that kind of out of my, uh, you know, it's crazy. These are crazy times we live in. They get you coming and going, but you know what? In the end, and even today we win. And so does God, uh, be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember if you're an American act like one life, love, and Liberty. It's Monica Matthews. Follow Monica on Twitter at Monica on air talk on Facebook at Monty Matthews. 